Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Back at the back at the job. Um, here we are. It's, it's mock footage time once more. Hello, everyone. My name is Joseph Langlois. And this week, we are discussing Napoleon Dynamite. My name is Ray Giroso, and I know very little about Napoleon Bonaparte in his high school days. Okay. And that is what this film is about, correct? Kinda sorta. You want me to go into it? Um, all, yes, but first we have some unfinished business, if you will. Um, because the last movie was about ghosts. We never addressed whether or not that movie was worth watching. Oh no! Um, without the lens of nostalgia so i need to know ray is field of dreams worth watching without uh, is it worth watching for the first time yes okay (laughs) all right asked and answered let's move into napoleon dynamite i just didn't want to go into all the reasons because i think all the reasons are there yeah we we talked about it it's i was pretty positive as as wild as field of dreams was i was pretty positive it's a weird flick we had a good time with it yeah it's a good movie okay all right, so is Napoleon Dynamite a good movie? Well, instead of giving you a straight answer, I'm going to give you a plot synopsis. <laughs> okay, sounds good. No, well, okay. No, I lied. No, it's not a good movie. But oh. Napoleon Dynamite, it's a modern coming-of-age story that also adapts Napoleon Bonaparte's misadventures as a high school story. It's kind of weird. Um, and, like, it never directly relates to Napoleon, but, like, a lot of the, like, small moments and character development are taken from his life. Okay. Um, so, this movie takes place in a suburban high school, uh, and the main character is Nate, played by Michael Sarah, who is an awkward, shy teen. (laughs) Okay. I'm so so he's sorry. playing Michael Sarah. Yes. Who who's playing Nate? Who's playing Napoleon Bonaparte? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot how wild this next sentence was. Um, after a run-in with a wild horse in the countryside. <laughs> okay. He, he begins to have dreams of the horse urging him to step up in his high school endeavors. This sounds like this may have been inspired by Field of Dreams a little bit. Here's the thing. I wasn't thinking about that. I realized that this is actually a horse boy movie. It's a horse in boy disguise, movie, of But it, that's the only, like, horse thing that happens. So this horse is like, yeah, step up to Electric Boogaloo, you know? Mm-hmm. Be better. Don't be so shy. Um, and he befriends Chris, uh, another socially awkward teen, um, who is played by Paul Rudd. Okay! <laughs> um, and, and, and together, uh, they, uh, they, they, they work together to gain popularity in the school, um, and ev- eventually Nate gets the phone number to Angelica, who is played by Ellen Page, who is a nerd, but a cooler nerd than him. Okay. And that's kind of the movie. It's just kind of 
like uh underdog underdog tale. I almost said Undertale. <laughs> yeah. It's an underdog tale of kind of getting through your high school awkwardness. And so some of the like events are inspired by biographical events in Napoleon Bonaparte's life. That's where mm-hmm. the title comes from. Yep. And so you say, what what do Nate and Chris do to like gain popularity or, or like? Well, so I have three things. Okay. Um. One, uh, they impress people through science projects. All right. Two, they teach the the basketball jocks about trajectory for basketball. And three, they run for class president. Okay. And how do they do? How do they do in that race? They, they don't do well. They don't get it, but it's a moral victory for them. I see. They like they do gain popularity. Like people start to like them. Right. But like it's not like a complete turnaround. It's not high school musical. Yeah. Is that a thing people reference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the movie. It's pretty simple. <laughs> okay. You said Angelica is the mm-hmm. is the cool nerd. Yeah. The, so how does that story play out? Like what? So Angelica is a kind of metaphorical goal for him that he's not after, but it's a way of showing his progress and achievement. Oh, so it's worse. So he's like not actually interested in her. He just wants her to become interested in him to prove that he's popular. No, he's not even trying to do that. They they just legitimately become friends. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I see. It's, there's no, like, weird intents or anything. It's okay. just they get to know each other. He comes out of his shell a little bit. And she's like, yeah, he's 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 pretty cool. Okay. Tell me about... I'm, I, I'm curious. I feel, just for no reason, like the race for class presidency is a big part of the movie. Can you tell me more about the campaign or any of the, you know, the strategies that they use? Sure. Um, You know, part of this campaign is that they're going to blow up. Okay. (laughs) Um, Nope. Hold on. I need to think of something that makes sense here. I can skip it. No, I need to be. I need to get a reason out there. I put this here. <laughs> Hold on. I place this stone on this pedestal, and I need mm-hmm. to carve it into something beautiful, like the man trapped in the statue mm-hmm. from the perfection. From the perfection, yeah. Okay, so they're gonna blow up the curriculum and tailor it towards student interests. That's what his promise is. And okay. it's not going to work. Right. They say blow up because it's a cheesy way of getting the title in there. I see the Napoleon Dynamite It's thing. pretty on the point, I on see. the nose. Yeah. So I know that horses are at least somewhat important at the beginning of this movie. Um, What did you think of Tina? Like, you know, just tell me a little bit about Tina. It's well... A- yeah come on is she the computer (laughs) (laughs) like plankton's computer wife 
Yeah, kinda. Like he talks to Tina, but she doesn't talk back. It's she's a grounding force for him and his endeavors. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's on, she's on Nate's side. She's on Nate's side. Actually, it's uh, she's Chris's computer. Okay. But they both like interact with Tina, not in like a weird way. It's just like normal conversation. Okay. Kind of, and she doesn't respond. It's a computer. So they just call the computer Tina. Yes. But they they have a lot of like really interesting conversations while she's there. Yeah. And that reflects on their current status in the school. And that's why she's really interesting here. Because she's kind of like a bouncing board for them. Kind of a safe place. Kind of a mutual ground. What what performance What did you think of all the dancing? I You're thought, doing that thing where you mouth what again, and I, I need it's your... not supposed to be heard. <laughs> um, I thought the dan- dance. <laughs> can you tell I know nothing about this movie? Um, I can tell. <laughs> No, I thought that the dancing was really cute. It was super awkward, and the scene was really awkward. But I was into it. Okay. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. I hate this so much right now. <laughs> this laughter is i don't know if it's joy pain fear i I can't tell oh my god oh it's excitement right it's 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 pure joy how much am i gonna um, okay holy moly okay (laughs) which character relationship which of the two okay wait no back it up a second now we've talked about nate and chris and uh and angelica and Mm -hmm. those are and tina the computer uh-huh. Um, those are our kind of our, our our friends. Are there any like? Is there a bully? Is there any kind of antagonist? Is the principal like extra rude or anything like that? It's not that they're extra rude. Is that they don't really pay attention. Like okay. they're not they're not even like a blip on the radar. I see. Okay. Until like they start speaking out and like showing people stuff about science and the projects and basketball and dancing and dancing. Of course. Does the horse come back around at all, or is it just that? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) sorry. Okay. Yeah, the horse is uh, it doesn't come back physically. But do you know that really famous picture of Napoleon Bonaparte on his horse? Yeah. Yeah, they do a parody of that with Nate on the horse at the end. I see. Okay. All right. Well, Ray, I know that there's like just. A million and one that you could choose from because this movie is so, so quotable. But what is the line that sticks out to you the most as like the most memorable or the funniest or the the most endearing line? Mm-hmm. My favorite line is um, by Chris when he says, 
whenever I talk, try to talk to people, it's like there's gum stuck in my throat, but there's not actual gum. It's just my anxiety. Wow. Yeah. No, that that hits that hits home for sure. Okay. Uh, let's go eat some popcorn and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. My name is Joe, and I'm here to say I like to read ads in a major way. That's right. Let's get into it. First, I'm going to tell you about Artificial Ghost Radio, and if you really like that musical intro, you might like this musical podcast. Artificial Ghost Radio is a music recommendation game show hosted by quiz keeper Miles Lazarus and tomb dweller Mars Garbayo. Mars and Miles both love music, and they have different tastes between them, so they have a whole bunch of different opinions that get thrown around. Each week, one of the hosts challenges the other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes, and then they genuinely discuss them and make goofs along the way. They also spin the wheel of discord every week to talk about a random song from the challenger's library. Any song, and they have to have a conversation about it, no matter how embarrassing that might be. You can find Artificial Ghost Radio on LunarLightStudio.com and wherever else you might find your podcasts. And they have new episodes every Saturday. Now, for something completely different, I'd like to tell you about The Good Boys Girls, uh, which has two really important things in common with Artificial Ghost Radio. First of all, both podcasts appear on the Lunar Light Studio network. And secondly, they're both really excellent. More about The Good Boys Girls, it is a fan podcast made for the McElroy family of products hosted by actual real-life girlfriends Lily Blue and Haley Rose. The Good Boys Girls is your first stop into discovering or celebrating everyone's favorite content creators, the McElroy brothers. So get your learning on! Learn about these good, good boys! It airs every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might find your podcasts. The Good Boys Girls. Take a hammer and fix the podcast. Actually, that could be the mission statement of Lunar Light Studio. Take a hammer and fix the podcast industry. I like that. So, Ray. Hi. We just watched Napoleon Dynamite. First time for you. Well over a decade for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And we also watched the after credits scene, which is Mm -hmm. important important how are you feeling how are you feeling right now and also how were you feeling before the after credit scene well right now i'm upset at myself because i'm too good for this world okay um before the after credit scene i was like well that was an experience Mm-hmm. I can't tell if it was good or bad, but mm-hmm. I felt it in my heart. You felt it. You let it into your heart. So, I'm just more confused than anything. <laughs> so, I before we before we get into the before we get into the plot and everything, I want to first tell you how I came upon this movie. Um, I went to the theaters with my sisters. And we wanted to we wanted to see some other movie. I don't remember what it was, but we got there way too late. Like it was a half an hour past when it started. And Napoleon okay. Dynamite was playing, and I remember seeing a commercial for it, a trailer for it. And I remember like the bike ramp scene was in the trailer, and I was like, <laughs> okay. "This movie looks funny. Like maybe we should just watch this." And we watched it, 
and none of us made a peep for the whole movie and we all got out of the the movie theater and we were like that was a waste of time that was incredibly boring and i'm really not happy that we watched that movie (laughs) that was so bad um and that was kind of the end of the conversation and then about a month later i think at thanksgiving or something the movie came up again somebody asked about it and then the three of us started trying to explain it to somebody else (laughs) and you couldn't and then we were like, oh, this is actually kind of genius. <laughs> so that's, you know. Oh, I, mm-hmm. <sighs> Go ahead. I don't know if that's worth it, <laughs> especially now. But that's why it, it got itself a, a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's a very see. unique a very unique movie-going experience. Unique is a good word. Mm-hmm. 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 So with that in mind, let me let me kind of map out the plot really quick. Our main character's name is Napoleon Dynamite and is bullied at school. He's really awkward. He's really strange. Um, and I kind of, kind of the inciting incident. There's two inciting incidents of the movie. The first is that uh, he so he lives with his brother Kip and his grandma goes out of town for a trip and she gets injured while she's out of town. So she's like in the hospital and then Uncle Rico comes to town and Uncle Rico is kind of a sleaze bag. Um and so there's tension there because of that. And the other thing is that Pedro is a new student at school and uh Napoleon becomes friends with Pedro and Pedro's also awkward and quiet. Not quite as bad as Napoleon, but um, he's awkward in his own good way yeah the yeah so the two of them become friends and then they are like trying to find dates to the dance um through kind of a random chance event they uh napoleon meets deb who is also somebody at his school and i'll stop here to say that napoleon and pedro and deb can be mapped onto Nate and Chris and Angelica from your plot. I can't believe I hit those. <laughs> That's only w- one of a few things I got, right? Yeah, it's weird how close it was. But Deb's a slightly cooler outcast, and throughout the movie, she and Napoleon become friends, and the final scene is them playing tetherball together, and it's a nice little wholesome scene and then there's the second half so okay i kind of got lost there pedro and napoleon spend the first half of the movie trying to get dates to the dance and then the second half of the movie is like pedro trying to become class president and napoleon supporting that and there are a bunch of weird like little tiny side stories that kind of come together in a big final a final scene with awkward dancing that you just can't help but get into. Um, that's that's and then Pedro wins the class presidency because Napoleon dances for him as the talent skit and he does a really good job. And that's it. That's the movie. Did I miss anything important, right? Well, you want to talk about the end credits? Well, so that's the movie, and then after the movie. <laughs> Um, we see Kip and LaFonda's wedding. LaFonda is uh, 
Kip's girlfriend that he met over the internet, and she's excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're getting married out in in the fields and the farms of Idaho. And Napoleon's late, and then he shows up on a horse, on horseback, on the horse that he just tamed, and it, like, is a direct reference to the painting of Napoleon Bonaparte on the horse. (laughs) And, yeah, so that does happen. I'm just kind of moving my head in, like, confusion right now. I'm sorry if you can't see it, listeners. I'm just... I... I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how either. I, I absolutely did not remember that. There are a lot of things in this movie that I absolutely did not remember whatsoever. All I had was a title. Yeah. And you got... I mean... 30 percent through context, knew it was, like, about high school. Pro- yeah, I knew... Those are the only two things I knew nothing. I literally did not know who or what this movie was aside from it took place in a high school. Yeah. Oh. So, what makes this movie unique is how... Uh... Unnatural, I guess, the delivery and the writing is... Um, but it's also kind of, it's almost believable. Yeah, I never thought, wow, this is weird. Like, it, in the context of the film. Yeah. It just, I just had to live there. Yeah. I was just there in the moment with them. And I'm like, yep, this is what's happening. Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's just like, this is the, this is how this person's life is. And it's very believable from minute to minute that they're like this this was somebody's life in Mm -hmm. idaho it's wild it's it's set up very quickly in the in the first yeah scene yeah this is the movie you're watching yeah (laughs) when he like puts the the action figure on the string out Uh the window yeah and i'm just like okay this i can't i can't hold any expectations anymore I, i really like in the first like 10 minutes or so when he meets Pedro, there's like a lot of very fast cuts to the next thing. Like, Mm -hmm. like they're, they're standing in the hallway talking together and Napoleon's like, do you have any cool skills? And then Pedro says, I have a bike, but they're standing outside next to his bike. Mm -hmm. And then Napoleon says, have you ever taken it off any sweet ramps? And it cuts to them in front of Pedro's house with a ramp set up and playing just like, becoming friends mm-hmm. um and and then the pacing takes a real nosedive after the dance <laughs> like i was i was i was definitely on a roller coaster watching i'm like this uh, this is boring now i'm not interested anymore <laughs> that's funny that's when i got interested was after the dance yeah during the first half i was on my phone playing games i I warned Joe that I would be playing games because I didn't know how I would react to this movie. Um, and then by the dance, my phone was down and I was living in the in, it got in the your, space. It got its hooks it in It got you. me. It got me somehow. Wow. Somewhere. I think it was... Um, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is important. Um, yeah, I think it was Cindy Lauper's Time After Time that got me. Yeah. Such choice music in this, like, mm-hmm. such good music. It was very good. 
that uh, the whole first half I had a lot of trepidation. Yeah. A lot of it was set up. And then the dance happened. I'm like, okay, I kind of feel where we're going a little bit. This mm-hmm. is just how it is. And then the whole election thing happened and I jumped out of my chair. And I'm like, there's no way I could have called this, but I did. Yeah. Yeah, you said and when then, you were listing off your three things, you were like, science, science projects, bas- basketball trajectory, and and I'm like, is he gonna say it? <laughs> and I did it, and I said it, and I I was just, I'm 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 gonna be real with you folks. I just kind of think of tropes when I yeah. think of thinking of movie plots. So yeah. those three things came to my mind, but. Oh, boy, did they take it and made it their own. Yeah. Okay. So... I don't have a lot to say. It's, like, it's hard because it's, like, not... It's about the delivery of the lines. It's about the weirdness. It's about the weirdness of Napoleon as a person. Mm-hmm. Not as a character, but as a as a person. Like, he's just this strange kid. And... But, like, he's got... He's got a... I... I hesitate to say he's got a good heart, because sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah, I don't hate him or dislike him. Yeah. I'm not rooting for him. I... I want to know what's going to happen, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I yeah, I like that he, he's, he grows. He grows during the movie. He just gets better at dealing with people and putting himself out there a little bit more and being a little more self-assured. Um, he's not, like, lying about what special skills he has and all of this stuff. He just dances at the, at the election thing for, for his friend because his friend needs help. And he'd been practicing on it because it was something that he was genuinely interested in. So he just was like, it was his hobby. (laughs) And, and he tames a horse. And he tames a horse, which, yeah, that's. For a honeymoon, because honey, that's honeymoon what brothers stallion. do. No, I, that's what I really liked about the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. We get scenes with each character and how they've developed throughout the movie. And they didn't change... Well, some of them changed a lot. But we see that Kip is, has a girlfriend and is getting married. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, we see him just on the computer. But that's that's the payoff for it. Exactly. Yeah, they she set was, it up in the beginning. He's like... I'm. I'm talking to this hot babe online. She's in in the like the like you like it sounds made up, you know. It sounds yeah. like this like because Napoleon does the same thing. He's like, oh, I have mm-hmm. I have this hot girlfriend, like, and then he pulls out the glamour shot modeling photo that was just Deb's promotional material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we get an early scene of Napoleon playing the what's that game called with the ball? Tetherball. The, tetherball. Yeah. Thank you. Where the ball is tethered to a pole, tether mm-hmm. ball, that one, mm-hmm. and he's playing alone, and it's it's awkward. awkward. Okay, and I was he... gonna say that. I didn't know if that was reaching too much because the final scene, Deb comes over and plays with him, and like after a couple of hits, like it becomes much more graceful and mm-hmm. like it, like I think there's something it's there. Still, it's still awkward, but it's more endearing. And yeah. because we understand the characters and they, they've grown. Right. And he has a friend with him now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I liked that. I liked that. It was a small change, but it was a big change. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And it was reflected very well in the in the movie. Um, I do. I don't know the best point to put this in here, so I do want to just get it out of the way. They do drop the R slur in the middle of this movie, which, as soon as they did it, I remembered it, and I was like, "Oh crap, yeah, yeah." That's probably why I was using that word myself all throughout high school and junk. Mm. And as soon as I heard it, the like, I was like, "Oh man, are they gonna just keep repeating this throughout the movie?" Like, I, but it's they just don't. The ones, it's just the ones, thankfully, graciously, but. Uh, like you can chalk it up product of its time yada yada but it was it still was icky it was icky it took the wind out of my sails still yeah. feels a little icky i also was like mm, let's yeah. not continue this yeah and they don't graciously speaking mm-hmm. of product of its time this movie came out in 2004 and it has a weird mix of aesthetic choices from the 80s and the 90s <laughs> because also it's... feels like the 60s sometimes because, because of it, uncle yeah. rico but he's from the 80s <laughs> uncle rico is 80s the worst 100 80s aesthetic all the time and he's the worst he's the worst and then deb is like a billion percent 90s aesthetic <laughs> i love deb deb's <laughs> deb great so good deb's very good and then i got 70s feel from kip okay I got a big 70s feel from Kip, but yeah. that's just me. The outfits, the computer, I just, yeah. he was just exuding 70s energy for me. What a strange movie. It's a strange one. Like I, I, One of my favorite lines that I was so excited to hear again <laughs> was when um, Pedro says he's going to ask out Summer, who's like the hottest girl in school or whatever. And Napoleon says, oh my gosh, how are you going to do that? Pedro says, I don't know, build her a cake or something. And then he does make her a cake. He says, and build he her a does cake. does it. Which... I thought it was just a throwaway line. No. But they commit to so many things in this movie. They do. It's incredible. It's wild. Just little bits come back later in, in, in big ways with yeah. payoff. And it's never what you expect. There was a cake. He made an entire cake for her. Yeah. Like, uh. Tina is not a computer. <laughs> I just deflated in my chair. But that's another thing I did not get right. Tina's a, Tina's a llama. Oh, uh, and you were llama. you were losing your mind during that scene. <laughs> you Why? Were like you were like, what is happening? Why? What? <laughs> That's exactly what I felt. Tina, eat the food. He was signed to Tina. <laughs> was that the point when you started? No, you started laughing really hard during the dance when you mentioned the dance scene yes. in the beginning. Let's talk about the dance scene. Hit me. Okay. It was very good. There's a lot of dancing in this movie. There's a lot of dancing in this movie. It's very good. It was very good dancing. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm wondering if they just said dance real good for us and just filmed him. And just made music over it. It was really good. It was. It kind of inspired me to want to start dancing. 
Yeah. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just lost in the sauce right now. I'm just... I'm still thinking about the dance and how he moved. Still reeling. So elegantly. Yeah. And not at the same time. It felt... It felt real and emotional. Mm-hmm. I... There was a lot of heart put into that dance routine. And I appreciated all of it. I can't, like... I can't explain the dance to you. It's just... You You have to go see this dance. <laughs> but, I, yeah, you could... But like, you won't you, could, in, you won't appreciate it unless you saw the rest of the movie. Yeah, it really does. Like I, I asked you halfway through the dance sequence how you were feeling, and you said this is the whole movie, and I'm like, it kind of is. It's and then the immediately after thing. that, it just transitions into this nice song, and we see like the end of the movie. We see all of the storylines come to a close. Like Uncle Uncle Rico's moved out, and his girlfriend is back with him, presumably, and maybe like it seems like he's kind of turning around on some things. Um, and Napoleon and Deb get to make up because they had a silly fake fight argument. about something. And mm-hmm. Pedro wins the class presidency and um, grandma's Grandma out of the hospital back. and yeah. Kip and LaFonda are together. And mm-hmm. so like we get this nice little sequence with all this resolution and the final zoom out scene of Napoleon and Deb playing tetherball is... Is genuinely heartwarming, it's, which is it's adorable. Really weird. It was really adorable. Yeah, I I mean, this movie felt like big homage to, you know, Sixteen Candles. Oh, like John Hughes. Yeah, it yeah. just felt very John Hughes to me. Yeah, I've I can never see seen. I've only seen like one and a half John Hughes movies, but I felt like at least there was. Yeah, there was an uh, there was a intention. By someone that this would be a parody yeah, homage. I think the structure and the aesthetic, for sure. The writing, opposite. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, no. All the John Hughes movies are like, you can tell they're written. You know, like it's it's like a mm-hmm. little too witty, a little bit too perfect. Um, whereas this just feels the cinematography is very mm-hmm. interesting and good. I I would say it's good. It's very good. If it if it was. Like, if they had just done a shaky cam or whatever, like, you could believe that this was just somebody following this kid around. And... It might have been, yeah. But they, the, the film the film choices, the mm-hmm. filming choices were very, very good. Very on point. Yeah. <sighs> I'm still, like, not sure how I feel right now. I have a weird, like, cocktail of emotions going on inside. I, it's, I, I can't, like, you can't, I can't process talking about this movie until like two weeks and yeah like two weeks away I mean, that's how, like, like that that's how it was for me like i appreciated it on to some degree i liked it for the most part i appreciated it i'm getting into my closing thoughts now i guess that's fine um, and it was a journey it it t- it took me it took me a minute to live in the world we were introduced to, but once I was there, I was buckled in. Yeah. I think the first scene does a really good job of that, of, like, like letting you know this is the movie you're watching, because mm-hmm. Napoleon gets on a bus full of kids, and there, it's, like, shot, reverse shot for, like, 30 seconds of Napoleon 
just sitting there mouth agape and this other kid across the bus looking up at him and and then he puts the action figure out the window and lets it drag behind the the bus and it just is dragging there for like 20 seconds Mm -hmm. and we missed that me and janet and janine missed that the first time we came in after that happened so maybe that was part of the reason that it just didn't hit us right we never got we never got like indoctrinated into the movie that situated everything but i don't know if this movie is worth your time i think i yeah do you do you have a solution to that? Do you do you want to nail down something, leave it at I don't know, Here, or visit it again at Thanksgiving? Like oh, we did? I wanna I wanna delve a little deeper. I don't know if I'll come to a conclusion, but the dance scene, mm-hmm. like I said, is very good and makes the entire movie. If you're willing to sit through the movie and live in this space with Napoleon Dynamite and friends, yeah. but I don't know if that's worth it for everyone. I definitely think it's something to do with friends. It's back and forth, you know? Yeah. Don't watch this alone. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah, definitely don't watch this alone. Um, I don't I don't like giving I don't knows, but that's still how I feel right now. I, I mean, I think that's fair. I, me, I, okay, I would not tell Ray to watch this movie. But I'm glad I watched this movie and saw the full entirety of it, including end credits. Okay. Okay, so you're not you're not mad that like this was on our list and that I had you watch this movie, but you're not sure that you would recommend it to somebody else? I would not have sought out this movie. Yeah. Without a friend telling me to watch it with them. But okay, but would you Okay, then let's do it this way. Would you tell another another friend who hasn't seen it to watch it with you and watch it with them? No, not right now. Not, not right, right now. now. Ask me again in two weeks, but right now I'm saying no. All right, I would we not can't. Tell yeah. A friend. I, I, yeah. I, 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 this movie legitimately took time for it to simmer for it to have the proper effect on me. So mm-hmm. I'm I, already on the positive end of the spectrum. Let's, let's, let's see how we feel. Let's see how we feel later on. We're going to put a moratorium on this one and um, mm-hmm. we'll revisit it uh, after we can come up with a, a more solid answer. After my emotions have settled. Sorry to to not give you a, a proper answer this episode, but I hope you can understand where we're coming from. I guess you'll from. just have to listen to our podcast. I guess you'll just have to listen to the podcast. I do have a question for you, though. Something yeah. we missed. Who's your favorite character? Ooh. Um, my, my head automatically goes to Deb. I just want to make sure that's right. I really like LaFonda. LaFonda's great. But she's not on screen very much. Mm-mm. Um, I think Deb is my favorite character. See, my my brain went to Kip for me, but okay. also J- Deb. I but like like Pedro is me, also very good. Pedro is also very sweet. <laughs> I think it's just how Kip Kip's character is, and the the line deliveries are just yeah. they're in tune with my soul. Yeah, I think I am going with Kip. Kip okay. is very good to me. <laughs> I don't think I ever would have expected that. That's so I good. Just, I just like how he talks. Always <laughs> <laughs> and forever. <laughs> well, this is a ripoff. 
<laughs> it would be nice if you could pull me into town. <sighs> oh man. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's the other that's the other thing that you're gonna say with this movie is there gonna be little lines that just rattle around in your brain mm. for the rest of your life. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Ray, there'll be more where that came from if you go to the dance with me. <laughs> Here, let me write a note. Hold on, let me let me You know. Yeah, hold on. Pass that on over to me. And draw on me some little hearts. Don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think this might have to be a picture for the week. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and let me open, open it, it up, up for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to the dance with you. All right. Um, it was extremely. It's a really. That was, that was a scene from Napoleon Dynamite. That's what I just did. It was. You had to stop the show to take the time to write out the note and then fold it up so that you could unfold it. My mouth was agape the whole time. Yeah, and you're, I, we never saw the whites of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, he, does he ever open his eyes? He does. He does. I don't think he, you're lying to no, me. No, he does. He does. I remember this. Gosh. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. You're already there. You're already there, bud. (laughs) You've been poisoned. (laughs) Oh. Well, if you want to hear about other flicks here on Mock Footage, you can send us suggestions. You can reach out to us uh, with to our email, mockfootage at gmail.com. Or you can tweet to us at mock footage. Do we have any new reviews? Um, I think so. Yes, 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 yes. Do you we want do. to read that? I would love to read this review. All right. It is from Eden Yu. Uh, it says, "Amazing show!" Exclamation point. Five stars. Ever since I heard an ad for this show on other shows, I knew it sounded like my kind of podcast. It's funny, insightful, and makes me want to watch movies that I haven't seen in a while again. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you, much. Eden. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we've affected you. <laughs> I'm so glad you listen and you enjoy it. Um, if you want to hear about something specifically, send us a tweet. Send us an email. Um, we so, so appreciate you listening, and we really appreciate the reviews and the feedback. Um, and, yeah, that's that's all. I, I got to get out of here because I'm just feeling all kinds of woogly from this weird movie and this hot maybe, bedroom that i've been stuck in all day <laughs> maybe you need to dance maybe you need to shave your entire head i should shave my head you're oh feeling God, hot like poor pedro and it's just like anxious ba- breakdown listen he's very good he's a very good boy all right right i've said it before and i'll say it again there are lots for us to choose from what is your favorite line? What is the most iconic line from this movie? I I think for me it's what so it's part of what solidified the world that we we were in, okay. not just Napoleon's world, is when Kip goes, "Well, that was a ripoff." <laughs> Thank you.
Starlight Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Guys, guess what? What's up? I know we've been looking for a great Overwatch podcast, and I think I just found the perfect one. Another one? Do they do a ton of esports coverage too? Nope, they're filthy casuals, just like us. Okay, but are they like super boring jerks? Or are they really toxic, like a lot of the community? No, they're total friends, and they're really welcoming to both new and experienced players. Okay, cool. They sound alright, but are they like obsessed with Overwatch? I mean, it is great, but there are other video games. They really make me work for it. No, in fact, they talk about a different video game every episode. Huh, maybe that is worth my time. What's it called? Overwitch. Like, like a magic spell switch kind of witch? No, kind of like which game you should play. You are f- that is not a great name for a podcast. Yeah, right? that's not yeah, It's a not good one. the best name. Just give it a try. He certainly wasn't missing from the game, but yeah, it's uh-huh. a fun addition. I want to talk about how this game tackles minorities. So he's not Torbjorn anymore, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's actually Torbjorn's little brother, Morbjorn. Overwitch is a proud member of Lunar Light Studio. Catch us every other Friday.